uh, because people can get so wrapped up into politics um, that they lose their identity and who they really are and how to treat the person that's right next to them no matter what see I'm, I'm going on a tangent no, go ahead. listen this is my frustration especially during the politics thing and I hope you don't you know this is cool but the father has called us to love one another they said that we they will know who we are according to the way that we love one another let's go Listen, it, it, one another. This is not even talking about people in the world. One another. Yeah. How I love you. If I love you well, then I'm like, what the heck is going on? Exactly. A Puerto Rican guy and a black guy, they're, they're, they're very good friends and they love each other. Like, what the heck is happening here? Right. Um, that's how they know. And my frustration during that time was they were letting their view their political view or whatever whatever you want to call it, step in front of that commandment to the point where, oh, you're, I, I, I can treat you like this because you're on the other side. You're on the other side of the argument. And in reality, we're, we're not from here. We're, we are Daniel in Babylon. <laughs> you, bro. We are Daniel in Babylon, bro. You know, so we we have to we have to. I've had to teach them, like, and we're gonna continue to teach every time this the election comes up. We have to do a teaching on this because we want to get ahead of it and just be like, hey, yeah, it's good to be passionate about you know certain topics and certain certain laws and and all that a hundred percent, you know. But as soon as it becomes to the point where you are able and you're willing to Fight your brother for it. Fight your sister for it. Call them nasty names for it. Then that is not showing the love of Jesus Christ. And I should be able to sit next to you, have a disagreement, and say, hey, I'll see you on Sunday. Yeah. And that's it. That should be that. That should be the end of it. Oh, you don't believe with me? Okay, cool. Does that is that um, going to determine our salvation? No? Okay, cool. We're good. I see you on Sunday. Let's let's worship the Lord together, right? right? And that's that was always my frustration with that whole thing, Um, and and that's that's one thing that I believe the church has to we have to do a better job because we were at the front end of things doing it the wrong way, and it's so sad. I think a lot of times, and I'm actually only going to talk to the Christians on this. We cannot put anything in front of Jesus. Come on, nothing can go ahead of him. Yeah, and me personally. I'm not going to argue over two political candidates who I may never get a chance to meet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't know you. And lose the relationship of someone who's close Come to you. Come on. Me. Or maybe someone that's not even close to you that's... that may be able to have a relationship with and you. And see, that was the next piece Bro, you can bring somebody to Christ by how you treat them, even if you have different views. There are so many people yeah. who only get a glimpse of me, and I'm talking about me personally, Come on. Come on. through Facebook and Instagram right now. Bro. I have noticed lately that I've had guests on this podcast, yeah. and I've noticed that the people who follow them yeah. have started checking out my stories and the Come things on. that I post, because you can see it, exactly. especially when you have your account set up a certain yep. kind of way. So in my head, if I have you for seven seconds, and that's yeah. all I got, Come on. let me give you something impactful. That's it, man. Or, and I, I've, I think you and I have talked about this too, sometimes God has literally told me, just go on there and crack that joke and get off there. And bounce. And bounce. Yeah. Make them laugh and leave. That's it. And I do that a lot. Come on. That's it. 
because a lot of times I've just I've just picked up on this lady. There's people who've been watching my stories mm. because they follow people who I follow. That's it. And I'm it's just true. like, if you see me arguing about this side or that side, yeah. I just lost that opportunity. Come on. Because you're not subscribed to me. Yeah. You're just I, you came across me because of someone exactly. else. Exactly. So I want to represent Christ even in those exactly. seconds. Yeah. Let alone minutes, hours, Sunday fellowship, yeah. saturate nights. Yeah. We have got to stop putting things above Christ. And, and if you want to know what I believe, come yes, talk to me. Come talk to me. I'm not a hard person to find. That's it. You know where I work. Come on. I'm here all the time. <laughs> all the time. You know I'm here. I don't work here. <laughs> and you're always here. I'm here right now and I don't work here. Pastor Ross walked past that door and just glared at me. I'm going to hear it about <laughs> oh, this. Yeah. This is He's like, I don't want this guy. What is this guy doing in our church right now? <laughs> this is paid staff time only. <laughs> oh, my gosh, bro. It's not worth it. Yeah. It is not worth it. Yeah, because, see, everybody who sees me fighting and arguing on Facebook, you know what I just guaranteed? Mm. They're not coming to any church. Don't. Not just New Life. They're not coming to any we're, church. We're not only representing our church. Exactly. And unfortunately, people determine what the majority is based on off the mi minority. Yep. I'm with you. That's so I, frustrating. I've, I've set rules for my social media. Do better. Come on. It's not even that hard. Oh, you just don't have so to post it. Just don't type it. That's it. Just don't do it. Just turn off the computer. Just go get ice. Throw your phone out the window. How about that? Oh, there's been some. I've typed the message real angrily, and I'm like, okay. Delete, 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 delete. Just if you have to, go to a Word document and write out <laughs> what you have to, what you, what you got to say. Just write it out. And then, okay. I got it out there. Okay, now delete this. That's and get it. rid of it. That's it. Done. Get rid of it. You don't need it. And it's yeah, man. yeah but that, I mean, it goes it goes with any, and then not only political right. stuff. It goes any side of any argument. Unfortunately, there's two people screaming and nobody listening. Right. And that's all it is. And if we we would be do so much better if we can listen to each other and actually have a conversation, and still say, hey, I still don't believe what you believe, but I still love you, and. And I think that's, it's just so important. We're talking about young adults, man. I think that's so huge. Right. Because not everybody is where I'm at. People are on a journey. People need to know that it's okay for them to have questions. It's okay for them to doubt sometimes. It's okay for them to be in a place where they don't know what's next. They don't, maybe they say, you know what? I don't even know about this Jesus guy, but can I come still? Yes. Guess what? You may not believe. You may be in con complete contrast of what I believe. But if I promise you stay in proximity with me, you're going to see Jesus and not only hear about him. You see what I'm saying? And that's why I think it's so important for RYA. I tell my leaders all the time. I'm like, share your mess with your people. Share your mess. Because our mess is just an opportunity for their guard to be down. Come on. And they can be like, oh, you're human. You have the same issues that I have. Yo, you you deal with porn? Like, dude, so do I. How can we how can we fix this? Right? How can how can we how can we how can we grow out of this and get out of this? Like, there's there's so many things, man, that if we would just sit down, listen, and not shout at each other, like I believe the young adults of this age are longing for conversation and intimate an intimate relationship. That's what they long for. And I believe that, and that's one of the reasons why I, I really believe that we have had success at, at New Life 
is because we've created a culture where we're we we share our business fast and we let them know this is who i am this is this is the mess that i'm in but god is working on me and i'm still running after him that's it you see what i'm saying and you may not believe what i believe i may not believe what you believe but we're in a place where we can figure that thing out together and we're always pointing back to the word and we're pointing people where they need to be so yeah man we gotta stop shouting at each other and just listen to each other actually be like as soon as as soon as somebody has a different idea about than what we have it's almost like a trigger comes up that we have to defend our ideas no just listen listen and hear that person out because there might come a perspective that you don't even know about that maybe like maybe help you think in a different way or uh, be more empathetic towards that person or those that that whatever they're going through so it's important just to listen and just be there for people because if not it'll we'll be in trouble if we keep on going the way that we are now especially in the church picture picture this scenario you and i are having an argument right now yeah you are 100 percent right and i'm 100 yep. percent wrong yeah. and we are shouting each other at the top of our lungs yep. whoever walks past us right now has no idea who's right and who's wrong Come we on. look exactly the same bro say that again. we look exactly the same bunch of fools because we look like people who are not two individuals of wisdom and That's we are it. just shouting and not listening and i'm wrong yeah you're one but to those people walking by and looking they have no idea exactly the pro- I, the proverbs even say multiple times about holding your tongue there's a time for that even when you're right there's wisdom in silence bro even when there you're right wisdom in silence there is a point where you got to be like i'm going to shut up and listen yeah and just wait yeah just wait so that's just important, man. We got we got to do better, um, and that's why I, with with young adults, that's that's a definitely a yeah a thing that we have. It's it's tough with them, but thankfully, like I said, we're, we've been growing and we've been we've got a place at YA that you can have your questions, you can have your problems, you can have disagreements, but we're family, and and that's one of the beautiful things that I, I love about my, our group is yeah. like we we are family and we. When we mess up, we we hold each other accountable, and we we hold each other up, and and we lift each other up, and say, "Hey, listen, I've been there. Let me hold you up today, because tomorrow it can be me." Right. You know what I'm saying? And you may disagree with me, I may disagree with you, but we are still image bearers. Right. So let's just love on Jesus. If you're gonna look at me, I need you to see Jesus. Come on. I need you to see that. And I get it. I get what people say that. And you see somebody on the internet, you're only seeing X, Y, Z portion yeah. of their life. It's oh, yeah. not the whole story. Yeah. I mean, how can, I mean, I do see somebody put the whole story in there and I oh, completely yeah. disagree with that. I don't think you should do that. I don't, don't do that either. I don't think that's wise. Don't do that either. Um, but for however long I have you in that moment, I need you to be able to see Jesus. Yeah. I need you to be able to see that. And to the arguments, how did Jesus treat the Pharisees? Come on. It was uh, okay. it's a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> how did a little he, rough. How did he treat the woman at the well? Come on. How did he treat the tax collectors? The model has been set yeah. for us to deal with people that yeah. we don't agree with or disagree with yeah. or like or don't like. Yeah. We're called to love them, yeah. which actually outranks all of that. <laughs> that's it. And that's that's the greatest commandment. And if if we can't get that right, if we can't love right, the, uh, you know, that's that, that the verse where uh, if you you can speak in a thousand tongues, whatever, and it's just a noise. You're just noise. And if we can't get the love right, if we can't get our love right, 
the way we're supposed to love people, the way that we're supposed to treat people and give them, you know, the, the, the time, the every, like, you know what I'm saying? It's, if we can't get that right, we're, we're not doing what God has called us to do. So it's, it's so important that we, we see Jesus example and we take it and we're saying, I want to love like that. Right. You know, and that's like the slogan here at, at New Life Church is live like Jesus and share his love. And that's what we try to do everywhere we go. Um, and I, I think that if we, if the church body as a whole did that better, man, oh my goodness. You know, and we're going to get it wrong because there's people that are going to get us angry. There's going to be people that we just don't want to love. But, yes, you know, we got to <laughs> we got to make sure <laughs> we got to make sure that we just we we smile and say, you're an image bearer of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to love you. I love you. All right. I'm going to treat you like like you're supposed to like a child of God. When people have made me mad lately, like. In face like face yeah, to yeah. face time, I'm literally praying for them in my head. Oh, it's something, I've, it's something I've started. That's doing good because it's hard to be mad at somebody you're praying for. <laughs> yeah, it's also, yeah, it keeps it's kept my hands in my pockets more than once. More Put than those once. hands down. Put those yeah, hands down. It's helped me. That's I like funny. my job being head of security. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. So we've we've talked a lot about like the young adult ministry. Yeah, and we've talked about the church. How do you make it so or make the YAs feel that they're a part? of the church as a whole, not just the young adult ministry. So how do you help yeah. them to buy into the vision of whatever For local sure. church they're a part of? A hundred percent. So um, one thing I, I told you guys when we started, we were heartbeat, right? We were, we were called heartbeat. And as I, we started growing, I started peep, I started seeing that people were more devoted to heartbeat than the church. And I was like, oh, we can't have that. <laughs> I was like, we, we, pastor going to fire me real quick. We, before he notices. I, I was like, let's, let's, let's change this real fast. So I had to make sure um, that we had to change the name. So we, we changed our name from Heartbeat to New Life Young Adults because I wanted to connect people back to the church. And uh, we've done a good job of when somebody comes to YA, getting them connected with people that can help them serve immediately. Um, and it can be something as easy as greeting as greeting at the door, right? If they want to do something a little bit more about helping with the kids' ministry, there's a process that we can get them um, involved in that, worship, whatever the case may be. Um, Pastor has said, you know, many things. Like He says this phrase, and I, I forget where he got it from, but he said, you can, you can uh, belong before you believe. Right. Right, that's that's the thing that he's he's right. he's said before, um, and and I I stand on that man. Like you don't have to have your theology all like that to open up a door and say, hey, thank you for coming to New Life Church. You don't. You see, what I'm saying you you don't have to. I mean, if we're talking about teaching the Word of God, then we're right. there's a different set of requirements there. But um, that's one of the things that we've we've done really really well. Um, I would say. 80% of the YA that we have are plugged in somewhere at the church, whether it's small groups, whether it's, um, uh, whether it's serving in a specific ministry, worship, uh, kids ministry, youth ministry. Uh, I mean, anywhere, anywhere there's, there's, they're connected some somewhere, uh, in the church. So that's part of it. So if they, if you give them responsibility, they feel like it's part, they are, they are, it's theirs, you know what I'm saying? It's not, hey, I go to this church 
it's my church is new life, right? It's not I go to this church, new life, then they have an amazing young adult you know, group and that's where I stay. Like, no, I have, this is my church, new life. And on Wednesdays, we have young adult ministry. Like that's, right. that's what I, man, that's what I want to hear every time somebody talks about new life um, uh, when it comes to young adults and stuff because I don't want, I'll shut it down. I'll tell pastor, if they are more loyal to young adults than they are to the church, I'm sorry, this 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 is not what this is about. We're 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 about the local church. We're about the church as a whole. It's not about one ministry over another. We are this has to be like church first and then the ministry is after that. So I'm passionate about that, man. I, I'm I'm always pointing people back to pastor. That's another thing. If you have a question I don't, I don't know, talk to pastor. Um you, you're, you're worried about um, something that's going on in the church. I'll give you a little bit of information, but hey, here's pastor's information. Let's go talk to pastor. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly pushing people back to pastor um, so that you know they, they know that this is not about me and Amanda. This is not about the leadership that we have in place. It's about the head pastor and the elders and everybody else, all the other leaders that we can push, that we all together lead this church. See what I'm saying? Pastor wouldn't be able to do it by himself. So we have to uh, rally around him and and, uh, and the vision that he has for for new life and then help others see that and say, man, this is if this is a place where you feel like you can grow in and 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 figure out what what you believe and 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 know what the word of God says, this we can do that. We can get you involved and get you connected here. Um and this is also a place for people just to sit and rest. I think that's one of the most beautiful things. I love talking to people that come uh, maybe from a different ministry, a different church or whatever the case may be. And they said that they're just drained. I'm like, okay, great. Right. Don't do anything sit there. for the next year and a half. Just hang out. <laughs> you chill. Just watch. That's it. Just sit there. And, and, I, and I love to give that uh, opportunity to people because that was never an opportunity that was given to me when I was you know, and been in ministry for so long. Um, but I love to give that to people, you know. Um, and I, I know what burnout is. Uh, I know what all that stuff is. So, um, yeah, with, with young adults, it's teaching about local church is hu- huge as well. Teaching about the local church. And I'm talking about the the, the Acts 2 church, mm-hmm. right? That's super huge. And why the local church is important is super huge. We actually used to, we did a, um, a sermon series called Heart for the House. That was a sermon series that we did early on. I actually probably should do it again um, just to, to reiterate it. But, yeah, Heart for the House was a sermon series that we taught about the importance of the local church um, and their part to play in the local church. Again, if you help people feel like um, that they have some responsibility that is theirs, they are so much more likely to stick around for the long haul, mm-hmm. even through their questions, even through their craziness, you know, like whatever the case may be. They will stick around and feel I have people here that I can go to and ask questions and whatever the case may be. Um, so, yeah, I mean that that that's that's probably the biggest thing, uh, making making sure that we're pointing back to the church, getting them connected in connect groups, getting them connected um, with. I encourage young adults getting groups that are not YA. Right. Like. This is not the only place that you can get fed. <laughs> There's other people <laughs> that can do this for you, Thank you know? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you know? 
there's other people that can do it and there's other groups and there's amazing connect group leaders that'll pour into you and um so that's we're encouraging that and getting the another thing is getting the older generation to help disciple yeah like that it's so important that they see that people that are beyond their age actually care about what their life is about actually care about how they're living how their relationship with the lord is and it's that helps them like not only do i have a community here with ya but i also have people outside of ya that are just so excited to see me thrive see me uh walk in whatever god has called me to do and and it just makes them feel like they're part of the community and they feel like this is home so that's one of the couple of things that we we try our best to build that that type of culture uh, at ya and within the church and as a whole so i was sharing this with somebody um i think we had a, a leaders meeting a couple a couple weeks ago for the connect groups yeah, yeah. And i shared with someone afterwards i said it's important that the other leaders come alongside you in your ministry yeah but come under your authority mm. at the same time. Yeah. And I, I only spoke for myself. Yeah, yeah. I said, when I go to young adult, yeah. it is the epitome of the evangelist. Yeah. I show up, thank God he allows me to pray for people. Yeah. He gives me a word for someone, and I may leave. Yep. Yep. But I'm under Jose and Amanda's authority mm. in that. Yeah, in the moment, yeah. Because that's their, that's their ministry. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm an elder at New Life Church, yeah. which you are too. But yeah. I'm only using this as, as, of as course. an example. that. So if I went to youth group, yeah, I come under the authority yes. of Neff and Brenda for sure for their mission and their vision and the call that God and the vision God gave them for yeah. that particular yeah. ministry. 100%. It's not my job to go in there and tell yeah. him exactly do this, do this, do this, and exactly. run it this way. God didn't give me that vision. Exactly, my role is to pray and play support however I can. Exactly, and maybe my support isn't me being there. Maybe yeah. my support is just praying for you guys. And that's it in my prayer closet. Come on. Or maybe it's inviting some of the young adults to to one of my connect groups or exactly. another connect group. Yeah. What do we need to make the kingdom grow? And that's it. And we have to, we have to be Swiss Army knives, bro. Right. We have to fit wherever we can, and do whatever needs to be done to be able to, um, uh, to to help out and help the kingdom grow, man. Like we can't be so. Like oh, you've said this before, it's like, man, if if I ever come to the point, I dude, punch me. If I ever come to the point where I say, I'm not cleaning the toilet. The heck you think this is? Bro, because I've seen people do this. Sit me down at that point. Bro, and it's like, no, like, give me the brush. Like, this is, listen, we all poop. I'm saying it on, <laughs> I'm putting it on the pod. That's my poop there too, so I should clean it. Right? I'm going to struggle to clean right? the toilet next time. That's I was, it. I was doing fine until this episode. <laughs> 12 plus years, I was, I was fine until right now. <laughs> You just became a stumbling block for me. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, but it's true, though. It it's it true. Is. And it's just, I, I, if we ever get to the point where we can't say, whatever needs to get done, I'm here. If we feel like we are above anything that needs to be done. One of the most impactful thing I've ever seen pastor do, he never said it to me, was a day that I came on a Wednesday, and he was outside shoveling. Dude, makes me want to cry just thinking about it. And not only him, but my my parents. Mm -hmm. My dad 
literally cleaning toilets. The lead pastor, the lead pastor, you know, maybe we should have had some other help, but that's another story. But he was also delegation, you know, no, but he (laughs) was also willing to say that that's not your toilet. That's not their toilet. That's the church's toilet. So guess what? I, we're going to clean it up, you know? And, that's so like oh man, that's just so important for me that we would say, we we got to do what we got to do to to make it happen. So, whatever this, works. This church used to be a mobile church, so yeah. we were at the Masonic Temple. Yeah. And when I first got to New Life, we had to set up and tear down. Yeah. Set up and tear down. It was one of the services we had to tear down. I'm probably freshly saved at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I think we had like a worship night. Mm. I watched Bob get off the stage. Mm. We're done. We're getting ready to tear down. He grabs one of those long brooms or the wide ones, yeah. and he's just pushing. He's, he's sweeping the floor. That's it. And I'm looking at it, and I had never seen. I'm like, "You're the head pastor. What are you doing, dude?" That's what was going through my yeah. head because I was new in the Lord. I had yeah, no idea. Yeah. But since that's where my mentality came oh. from. That no job is beneath me here. I never. There's only two jobs this church I have not done. Yeah. Sound yeah. and worship. I'm glad for both. I <laughs> I, I know. I know. <laughs> I could fake the sound part. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Man, I would love to hear that live yeah, stream. There's two. I would love to hear no, that I live stream. I said nothing stream. about live stream. I said sound. <laughs> Three jobs. Woo. We'll separate yes, that. No, got it, got it. That would be messed up. Yes. We would be off the internet. Yeah. No, you know what I'd do? I'd just take my cable and plug it into my phone. <laughs> Put some Maverick City Oh, playlist. yeah, that's it. Pretend it's us. Play. That'd be nice. <laughs> Everybody on stage lips that that, Hey, that'll <laughs> save us some time and energy, brother. But that's that's the truth. There has been, I don't care. There's, I will be in the kids' area if I need to. Yeah. I will. It has to be passion, it bro. It doesn't matter. It really does Passion matter. for the, the church. And that's one thing that I'm trying to, to install in the culture at YA is like, you got to love the church, man. Right. And listen, I know the church has gone through some tough stuff mm-hmm. in the most recent years yeah. with pastors wilding out, with people within the church hurting other people within the church. Um, but we cannot discount the vehicle that God has chosen to spread the gospel yeah. because some people that represent Jesus, that that say that represent Jesus misrepresented him because if you're talking about Jesus, Jesus would never do what a lot of these people have done. And then in reality, if we look back on all the mess that we've done in our lives, right? Who are we to say, Oh, how could they? Right. Because we're all a mess and that's why we need Jesus. That's why we need Jesus. So, um, I feel like the Lord has, Again, that judgmental spirit has has had to be broken in my life because I've I've come to the realization that no one is a bigger mess than another. You know? No one is. And if we can get that under our <laughs> in in our heart to know that man, I was either there or I might get there. And I just pray but that the grace of god would cover me you know and that puts us in a position where we're like you know what i'm gonna love you like jesus loves you no matter what and i'm gonna do whatever i can um so yeah man uh we we got we got to fall in love with the local church and i that's one thing that i i thank god that i've had that passion for the local church 
for a long time, for a long time. I've always been in love with it. But there was a moment that I wanted to give it all up. There was a moment where I was like, I'm done. I'm done with people. That was my biggest thing because people, people that represented Jesus misrepresented him. I was done with people saying they're about the local church and then seeing my dad have to do 12 jobs in the church of almost 200 people. Um, I was tired of the response or maybe lack of response or lack of um, commitment to the local church when I was with, with my father. And there was, there was some times where I would just look out there and I was like, I'm, I, why are we even doing this? Like, why did people even come to church? And it was, ultimately it was because I was running on empty. That's, I was running on empty. I was, I wasn't being fed and I wasn't feeding my soul. So I, um, cause here's what happens when our soul is naturally meant to run on Jesus. So when we put other things and we start feeding on other things, and then for all of a sudden, those things are not meeting our needs and those things are not filling us the way that they, we want them to. We feel malnourished, right? And what happens when we're malnourished? We get dehydrated. We get so good, jacked up and eventually we are going to collapse. And that's what happened to me, bro. I talked to my dad. I, was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done leading worship. I'm tired. I don't want to do it. I talked to my wife. So I'm done. I'm done. Um, and I remember just sobbing, <laughs> uh, sobbing, bro. I came home one day and my wife was cooking dinner and I was just having a bad day. And I was just thinking about the church. I was thinking about so many things. Um, and I remember coming home and putting a song that had just come out and just sobbing at the feet of Jesus at the floor. I was an absolute mess. I was a mess. I was on the floor in my living room, <laughs> face to the hardwood floor. And that was where I felt Jesus was like, this is not, not about anybody else. He's like, you don't serve for anybody else. He's like, yeah, you want to serve the people around you, sure. But if the people are why you are serving, then you got it backwards. So good. So good. So it was that moment where God had to redirect why I fell in love with the church. Because ultimately it's his bride. It's not because it's the church, but it's because of him, right? It's not, it's not because of the bride part. It's because it's his bride. That's exactly. the part, the his, yeah. right? That's why, we, that's why it's so important. Um, and ever since then, I was like, man, God, I, have, I had to apologize. I had to tell my dad I'm so sorry. And um, that's, when, that's when I felt like I can talk about it. I told my dad what I was going through. I told my wife what I was going through. Um, and 
That's what I would encourage anybody. If you are on the brink of burnout, you have to tell somebody. You have to um, talk to leaders. The, whoever is your leader, you have to talk to them. Whoever uh, is you are accountable to, you have to talk to. You have to talk to somebody and let them know, listen, I am on the brink of burning out. What do I do? And as leaders, I hope they have the wisdom to say, you're not going to move one muscle for the next year and a half, whatever, how long the Lord says. You're going to sit and receive. Because I, I've, I've, I've noticed that we become so almost loyal to our leaders that we're afraid to ask for a break. We're afraid to say, like, dude, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and the church is not a place that we can just like tell people, hey, you're going to do this and this is, this is how you serve the Lord. No. Yeah, we want you to serve in the local church, but ultimately you can't do that if you're not well. If, if, you're, not, if you're not in a place to pour out, it's very difficult to do that day in and day out without eventually burning out. I'm sorry, that was a long answer. I think one of the things, I'll, I'll add something to that. The leader has to also be praying Bro, for those folks. They have to see it. Because the leader should be able to see Yo. that they're stressing that person out or they're stretching them. Oh, or they're 100%. Putting them in a position where Come they on. have no chance Come to on. succeed. Come on. You have to be very careful in ministry that you are not putting people in a position that they will not flourish in the kingdom. You can't. You have to know when and how to yeah. delegate. You have to know when to keep something to yourself yep. and when to then pass it down to somebody else. Yeah. Now, I sit on the side of if you can do something 70% as well as me, I go 70 to 80 only because I'm talking about training up other leaders. Yeah. Depending on what it is. Yeah, exactly. I think you have to be, I think you have to use some kind of wisdom. For sure. But you also have to know they look like they're stretched too thin. Dude. One of the things I tell folks, do not serve in more than two Sunday morning ministries. You, you should have to sit down. You, you have shouldn't. to, to sit down. Because now it's going to come punch the clock. Bro. Every Sunday I got to come to church, I got something to do, you're punching the clock. Dude, you shouldn't. And and that's what I'm saying. Like for me, because I didn't, because I did not do the um, due diligence of training before, like early on when I started started at New Life, that's the the issue that we're having now. Thankfully, we've come to the point where we, we first started, me and Amanda were on every week. Mm -hmm. Now, Amanda, it was me every week, but Amanda on three weeks. Now, me every week, but Amanda at two. And now we've thankfully got to the point where me and Amanda, I'm me every week, but Amanda at one week. And now it's my turn. Right. See what I'm saying? Now, yeah. And since since then, we've been building up people so that now now I'm at three weeks. See what I'm saying? Yep. Now I'm at just three weeks a month and it keeps on going down. But there are people that I, back in the day, or not even like even now, that I've seen, I was like, you, what are you doing? Why, why, do you, why are you so stressed out? And I've had to tell them, if you serving at a ministry is stressing you out, something's wrong. Something is wrong. Something, Something is, wrong. is wrong. And I've I've apologized to people. I was like, I'm sorry if I haven't seen it. And but th this this is where I would literally have to force people to hey, you're you're not doing three weeks this year. You're doing only two weeks a month. And that's right. it. Right? And that's where we had to kind of uh work things out. But that like you said, the leadership part is so important to be able to 
to see that and to be like, okay, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what it takes to make sure that my people are good. Because if you take care of your people, man, that's what like the, the business, the business side of things, right? If you take care of your people, the people will take care of you, 100%. right? And if you take care of your people, if you feel like they're valued and they're not just somebody that you can use so that your ministry can get better, no, right? If you can really value their, their opinions, really value uh, what they bring to the table, and not only that, value their time, right? Value their, their commitments, value their families, People say, hey, Jose, I can't come on Sunday because uh, it happened to me recently. Uh, somebody was like, hey, I can't come to uh, to Sunday because I can't sing, sing on Sunday because my, my kid has this, this, and this. Um, I was like, bro, where, why, why are you apologizing? Yeah. Like, like, you're good. Go ahead. Like, right. you know, take care of your family. Do what you got to do. And, um, you know, and it's it's just so important to have a culture that's not that's not so strict that people feel like they can't take breaks i tell i've told my worship team especially because worship team is such a heavy mm-hmm. that's two nights a week you know what i'm saying that's right. that's just that ministry is two nights a week because of the rehearsal and and the actual sunday um and i've told people say you need a month off come give me a call i would never say no i'm not gonna say no you know, and I think we're getting to that point where people are actually taking me up on that offer. <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing because now I can see people rest and relax, still serve somewhere else. You know, they could serve on the welcome team once a month or whatever, still love their church, but be able to get to a place where like, you know what, now I can pour out again. Let's go. Let's do this. You know, and that's why it's so important to to be connected in spirit and say like holy spirit show me right. show me what's what's happening in my in my team and how can i help them grow and not burn them out because burnout is not fun no it is not fun no it's not not at all your no validates your yes come on so if i know i'm committed to be here on sunday morning for yeah. example i'm going to guard my saturday night that's right so i'm in a position to be here on sunday yeah. And I started sitting in the outreach team. I had a lot of people at servants' hearts, and they didn't know how to say no. Mm. I had to teach them how to exactly. say no. Exactly. Oh, listen, for a PK, that is the word that we don't understand. We don't know what that means. And I will tell you, they didn't either. <laughs> and none of them were pastor's kids. <laughs> tell me, man, it's tough. And I'm like, you guys are in so many other ministries. Yeah. And you're getting stretched way too mm-hmm. thin, and I'm starting to see it. Yeah. We need You need to start telling people no. For sure. But it backfired because they started telling me no. <laughs> And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. This wait, is not what this is not I what need. I meant. <laughs> I need you. I'm like, it's time to expand the outreach That's team. <laughs> That's great. That is great. They did exactly what I told them to in my direction. Wow. And I think I was asking the least. <laughs> all right. Sorry, it happens. Hey, no, it's all it good. happens. But no, but like you said, it's it's important to the they even say, like, I, I listen to a lot of Craig Rochelle stuff and his um one of his books, he always says that. When it comes to your no, um, when you when you're saying no, you're actually saying yes to something else. Exactly. 100%. And when you say yes, you're actually saying no to something 100%. else. So so you have to protect what you say yes to, and protect uh, and use your no's strategically so that your yeses can be full committal yeses. 100%. Um, 
so yeah we just got we got to teach we got to continue to teach um especially young people like they feel like they can take on the world but i was like man you, you don't want you you don't want to do that yeah you want to be able to start and learn pace right right learn pace um because you'll get to where i was and just be completely burnt out and say i don't want to do church anymore right you know so uh yeah it's important to as leaders and as um volunteers to to recognize where we're at be real with each other come on be real and say you know what i'm struggling i can't do this okay let's let's get you to a place where you can and keep on moving so that's yeah, important to whatever degree you want to dive into this yeah because accountability is what's kept me wow one of the things that's kept me i'll say yeah because and not, i'm only talking about this from the burnout piece because when i've gotten to that place I've gone to Pastor Bob and I Got said, it. I'm approaching burnout right yeah. now. I'm approaching this piece. And I always can tell the exact date when it's about to creep in. It's right before the Christmas store. <laughs> it is right before the Christmas and store. And you want to do a thousand this year? Yeah, Come on, bro. Yeah. Well, I'm planning it now. <laughs> I'm actually going to do a Christmas in July to start prepping for it. Smart. Like, I have a plan. Smart. We'll see if it Let's works, go. though. We'll see if it works. See. If we start collecting the toys in May, okay, we can make that happen. Let's do it. We can make that happen. Let's do it. So there's a plan there. Um, that doesn't mean I won't be burned out December <laughs> 15th. But I had somebody I could go talk to to say, look, yeah. I'm stressed out. For sure. I need you to, and I'm, I'm mad about X, Y, or Z. You need those people in life. You can keep it real. So to whatever yeah. degree you want to talk about it, why is accountability important in the kingdom? <sighs> As this uh, train passes by, um, I'll just wait for that to go. Wow, we this might take up the rest of the episode. It's that Lakewood train. Dude, that's the Lakewood train. All right, it's it's passing. It's passing. Um <laughs> gives me time to think about the answer. Go ahead. <laughs> um so accountability. Accountability has been everything for my life. Um when when you come to a point in your life where you feel like you can do things on your own you're in very very dangerous waters you are in a position where you're easily picked off like the the enemy wants you to feel alone and wants you to be alone he wants he wants you to be in a place where you feel like your own strength is enough mm. and as as believers we cannot feed into that. We cannot accept that lie. We can't. Because it is so... Accountability has... It saved my marriage. It, it, it kept me when I felt like I was just going to just unravel. And not only that, it has kept me to be integritable and that's like that that's one of the things that i really value uh, especially like even with with my father um he he's he he's always talking about integrity 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 being a man of integrity and that's one thing that i didn't know how to cope with because i had to always be perfect right and then as, as soon as i wasn't perfect I felt like mm. I was the lowest of lows, but I couldn't. Ha I didn't know how to talk to nobody because I wasn't taught accountability. I wasn't taught 
that you can actually bring another person that is not God mm. your problems and you guys can pray about it together. I wasn't taught that, you know? Um, unfortunately, as, as a pastor's kid, I can say, I can talk about pastor's kids because that's, that's most of my life. We were taught, you put a mask on, don't let nobody in because once somebody knows about the issues that you have, that means they're going to means that's the issues that the pastor has. Mm. That's, that's, you know, the issue of the pastor's household. So you have to protect that all at over the cost of you <laughs> maybe unraveling at the cost of you unraveling. And that was, unfortunately, that was the way that we thought, mm. at least for myself. So when it came to accountability, when I finally understood I can tell people stuff. I, I can actually be real with people and they're not going to shun me. They're not going to use it as ammunition for something in the future. Obviously, you got to pick right. your people. You got to pick the right people. Um, when I found those people, that opened up a new, I feel like it opened up a new freedom that I'd never had before. That I can walk in my humanness and see and not be judged for it you see what i'm saying right. and not be um uh humiliated for it but the beautiful thing about the people that i have accountability with is that i tell them hey these are my issues this is what i've dealt with in the past this is what i deal with now I need you to help me stay in my lane. And that's where hum you have to, humility needs to come into the place where right. you're like, you have to have people that can check you at any moment in time. Right. If I'm out of pocket, I know I'm going to have <laughs> five guys down my throat <laughs> to tell me, hey, you were wrong. You shouldn't have done this. What the heck is going on? What are you doing? Right. They know how I'm how I want to live my life I tell them this is what I want to do this is how I want to protect myself I need you to help me out and they know if there's something that looks different than what I've told them they know something's up so they I'm accountable to them and I'm able to say listen you have this authority in my life to check me in any time and that's why it's so important that for young leaders, and I'm going to talk to men first, men, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to have accountability. You have to have your crew, your people around you that you can be real with, 100% real, like not pulling back anything. Those people, you need to have those people because if you don't, the enemy's just waiting to have you by yourself. <laughs> He's like, okay, that's the one friendship that he didn't want accountability, so that person's gone. Oh, here's another one. Okay, beautiful. He's finally by himself. Now I can attack. Right. Now I can do what I want to do with his life. And it has literally saved my life, bro. It has, it has caused me to reevaluate what is true, what is right, what my commitments are, um, what... I'm willing to sacrifice. Like there was so like before accountability, I was like, I'm not gonna sacrifice that for what? 
But once I got accountability, they were like, if you don't sacrifice this, you're going to be in a trouble. You're going to be in a lot of trouble in the future. And it was a way for them to help me grow. And I have these people around me, people in place that I can tell, this is what I'm going through. I need you to pray for me. Yo, I was, I, I, I was, I had some horrible thoughts yesterday. I need you to pray for me. You know, I can call at any time in the moment. I'm calling Eric because, you know, he's awake at three in the morning. So I can call Eric and say, Eric, this is what I'm going through. I need you to pray for me. I can call Pastor. I can, I can call Neff. I can call Kyle. You know, and I, I can, at this point in my, st in my life, I can call my father. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Pops, this is what I'm going through. I need this. I need his help. And ultimately, before any of y'all, I'm more accountable to my wife. Even even more so, you know. So my wife knows everything, um, and we can be so quick to be like, "I'm a macho man. I don't need nobody else. I can do this by myself." Stop kidding yourself. Stop kidding yourself. You you're so much weaker than you think. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And if we can really come to the point where we really, and, and this is a hard thing. I, I, this is funny. I just heard this the other day. It's one of the hardest thing for a man to say to another man is I need you. Bro. It is, there are people, and I know there are people, young adults, I know there are men in this church that are dying on the inside because they cannot say I need you, bro. I don't, I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this. However strong you think you are, you're wrong. You're 100%. You're dead wrong. 100%. Because we're diving in the spiritual warfare Dude. piece of that. Because if I'm going to take somebody out, I'm not going to take them out in a group. Heck no. I'm going to wait until they're vulnerable. I'm going to wait until they're isolated. I'm going to wait. In, I'm going to slowly pick at them. Yeah. And then I'm going to go get them. Of course. Accountability has literally kept me in the kingdom. That's good. It has literally kept me in the kingdom. Yeah. Being able just to tell people, I need you. Yeah. And when you see me looking like this, I'm yeah. telling you right now, I'm in trouble. Dude, they should know the warning signs. That's how close we should be. They should know the warning signs. You know what I'm saying? I, that's It's just true. It's true. It's true, Eric. And Pastor Bob knows my warning signs. Yo. He does. That's it. Because he has to. I'm like, if I'm, I submit to your authority, you need to know, look, listen, I'm weak in these areas. Bro. And I struggle in these areas. Yeah. And it's this is where I'm at. Yeah. And I just need you to know this 100%. is what's going on with me. And being willing to, like I said, you have to have enough humility to say, I may not even agree with you. Like, if you're if I'm accountable to you and you say, Jose, you did this wrong, 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 wrong. You should not, you should not be here. You should not go to that place. Right. And if I believe that you're wrong, if I believe I'm under uh, if I'm if I'm gonna be submitted to somebody. If I'm going to have, if I've given them all that authority over my life, I have to be like, okay, I may not, I may not agree with you one bit, but I'm going to, I'm going to submit to what you say. And that is, so, there's so much power, man. What is, there's, in the, is it, there's so much wisdom and counsel and counsel. And we can get so easily wrapped up with I, 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 I. And we can lose the power of we. 
I have noticed that in my life, and I'm talking about the accountability piece yeah. of this, when I was in control of my life, nope. I was ready to take my own life. <laughs> Bro. So how much, how, that is, that's to the degree that I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, I can handle this. Yep. Oh, just a little bit here. Yep. Oh, just a little bit more here. Just a little bit here. And before you know it, I'm, this was the start and now I'm all the way over Come here. on. I'm miles from where I started. And it happened so incrementally that that's how I almost got took out. Wow. That's how it happened. Because oh, you drift. Yeah. You, and you, you drift. Slowly. You don't even know you're drifting. Yeah. You don't even know you're drifting. There's that that sideways drift. I remember um, being in, in Corpus Christi when I was in, in Texas. I may have pronounced that wrong. Sorry for all my Texas folks. <laughs> um, but I remember standing, playing with my family where we started. And by the end of the day, we were almost a mile down the beach, bro. Never knew. Did not even have a clue because the current is slow. And that's what the enemy does. The enemy will make you believe that you have control. He'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm, you didn't, I'm not going to attack them today. Oh, they, they, they made a mistake. Okay, we're cool. I'm, I'm not going to pounce on them today. They have control right now. They're good. And then they'll do it again. Uh, they they went into a bar, but they didn't drink. We're good. Okay, they they have they feel like they have control. I'm gonna wait for the hundredth time, and on the hundredth time, I'm gonna get them. Right. Yo, the devil's patient. The enemy be patient with right. us, cause he knows he knows if I can get them comfortable, then then I got them where they want, where I want, where I want them. And if we can get people around us that say, bro, that's not a good look. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, I, I know. I know your friends, but you sh you shouldn't be at at her house super late. I know you're cool, but that's probably not a good idea. Or, bro, we can go list on and on and on right. and on. You know, but I I think it's so important, men. I feel like we've just even throughout the years we have done men a disservice to think that they can handle so much by themselves. And, and that's 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 the the narrative, right? Men, you got to do it. You got to put up your bootstraps and just get it done, and never ask for help. <laughs> we can't ask for directions because that's a notch on your mm -hmm. on your man card, right? You can't feel vulnerable because that's a notch on your on your man card. They'll take it away real quick, and it's so sad. And again, because I the reason why I know this because I was that guy. I didn't know how to be vulnerable. I didn't know what it meant to put my guard down and tell somebody that I cried last night. You know, and we need each other. We, I pray whoever is listening to this, you need to find the person that maybe you don't even want the, that's the way that I think uh, John Bevere says it. He said, find the person that you least want to know what happened and tell them what's going on so that you can move forward and grow and have them keep you accountable. We have to make the narrative of I need you like normal. We have to make that normal because there's no way that we're able to walk this race by ourselves. There's no way. I have my own race that I have to walk, but the beautiful thing is that I got people around me that are able to pick me up when I fall, like hold me up when I feel like I'm going to quit and push me, give me encouragement when I'm down.
and protect me when there's a hurdle up front. Right. So it's accountability is so important in my life. And I want to say ultimately it's I, I my wife is the most person I'm accountable to off rip. She has all my passwords. She know everything. <laughs> she knows everything about everything. She can dig into whatever. I don't hold anything back from her because I want that accountability because I know myself. Right. I'm not dumb. Like I know who I am. I know right. who I've been. You know? Why would I try to make it make it think like I can pull this off by myself like she she can't help me? No. But 100% she's the person that I want to be accountable to the most. Um and then to everybody else, of course, God is the most important than 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 the wife and then 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 my my boys and everything else like that. So those that that's how it that's how it has to flow and Accountability has to be important in our lives. If we want to grow, the way that I always see it is that, like when you when you're um when you're building a building, if you want to go tall, you have to build out wide, right? You got to build out wide first. Like when you're building a Lego or whatever, you have to build out wide first so that it can go higher. So if you try to do it one single person and then like one block and then try to do one block on top of one block, it's not going to work. You have to go wide first. You have to have a foundation of people that you can say, I need y'all. Let's go big. Let's grow big. And that's, then you have huge, huge uh, buildings like that we have today. And I believe that, I believe God is wanting big buildings of men that could step up and say, you know what? I can't do this by myself. I need accountability. Let's grow together. And I think that'll save so many people, so many heartache, so much heartache. One of the things I said about you recently, uh, I don't remember where I was at this point, but I said, Jose taught me something a while ago. He taught me that it was okay to cry again yeah. because I probably went years wow. without shedding tears, years, just because of how hardened my life got yeah. and how hard, I think the choices I made and how yeah, hard yeah. my life got and the choices I made just made me, just I had to have that outer shell yeah. of that. I said, you know what? He really showed me it's okay to cry again. Yeah. And it's okay to let people see that because they need to see that so they know that it's okay. Exactly. If they see me as steel, they're going to think that that's the – because we're more impressed than we want to admit. A hundred percent. We're more vulnerable than we want to admit. So that's yeah. why we harden to protect ourselves. In some cases, not all, it's a defense mechanism. Of course. So I'm only speaking of a certain of course. situation. Yeah. But I said he taught me the, the, the importance of just – Letting it out, yeah, and knowing when to to do that for sure. Yeah, you got you got to pick those places, right? A hundred percent, but not being afraid to do so is, no. is crazy. I I got that from my dad. Yeah, me and my dad, we wear we wear our our emotions on our sleeves, and when something touches us, or when when we feel passionate about something, we're gonna we're gonna cry about it. If we're angry, we're gonna cry about it. Uh, we may not yell, but we'll cry. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that just needs to be more normalized. Let it out, guys. Yeah. Don't be afraid to shed the tears. I always feel better after a good cry, you know? And and I think we 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 as men, we need to teach our children that. Mm -hmm. We need to teach our kids that we don't have to have it all together. We can be vulnerable. We can be uh, a people that, uh, a, a group of people, a group of men that show that 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 we may that there's power in 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 the tears there is power in that man there's there's so much that we can learn when we are vulnerable 
and able to let out what we're feeling on the inside and not always keep it in and right. to hide it from other people. The other thing about accountability that that really registers to me is that it it is that safeguard. Yeah. Because Andy Stanley has that series called Guardrails. Guardrails, yeah, he yeah. Has it. And if wherever whatever or wherever your weakness is, yeah. you have to be so far away from it. Bro. But I always say I've got people in place before I go over that edge. That's good. Before I even get to the guardrail, there's somebody there to stop me. Yeah. And I've been grateful for you and Neff and Pastor Bob and the people that I've had to be like, yo, you're yeah. off kilter here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all need that. Of course. We have to. We, we all need to. it. Because Jesus didn't walk this earth alone. That's beautiful. Yeah. So why would I think I can do it? Exactly. He had his crew, man. And and that's that's what I even taught with um, anytime we t teach about connect groups, that's why I think connect groups are so powerful is that you are putting yourself around people that are, may have the same story, may have a completely different story than you, but they're looking for people to live this life with, live out this life with and, and grow together. And no matter what is happening, they can say, Hey, I, I need you to help me in this. Um, it's a, it's a scary thing to ask for help. It is. But if we can do that, if we can do it properly and we do it with the right people, that's the most important, man. Don't be just giving accountability to a bunch of people that, that, that don't know or are not in a position to do it. Um, you want to have the right people to, uh, by your side. Um, that's, it just helps. It helps along the way. Um, that way I, I know how far I can go because I know myself. I know how far I can go. And that's a beautiful thing. I love that. At the line where I know how far I can go, you gotta step a little bit closer and then put a guy there. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't you can't go past here. This is too close to the line. Too close, you know? And and that's it's a beautiful thing that we are we've been able to find that. Not a lot of people have been able to find that. And I pray that those that are listening, those that are looking for that, they can find that soon. That's right. Yeah, so So we've been sitting here for like four hours. Bro. And honestly, yes, I feel like I could just talk to you all day. All day. I feel dude. like I could easily just scrap these questions, sit here Legit. and talk to you. When I bring you back, there's not going to be any questions. Okay. Just at FYI. <laughs> this is just so people get to know you. Got it. But I ask every guest on the show these questions. Okay. What motivates you? Oh, man. See, the crying part's going to come out. It's all right. My goodness. God has just been so merciful. God has been so merciful, dude. Just to think that there is a God that with his words, with just the word he created, everything that's seen and everything that's unseen. <laughs> and that he is not only in his grandeur, that he's also intimate. It, it boggles my mind every day that God cares for us. And my whole life has been literally, and I know everybody, you know, everybody is, is, is the same, but I, I have so much like evidence for the guidance of the father 
and it has absolutely it's the reason why I do what I do. It's the reason why I do what I do is because I've seen Christ work in my life from a young age and use a poor Puerto Rican kid to to reach people for Jesus, to um, be in a position now where he's able to influence young minds, young hearts for Jesus. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. That's <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm I've I've been ever forever grateful and forever confused. <laughs> why God would use someone like me. Um and ultimately that is that is where a lot of my um my drive comes from is to know what the Lord has done in me. And I want to inspire others to meet that Jesus that met me when I was on that floor that day crying out. Cause I didn't want to keep going. I just, I just wanted to stop. I, I was like, I'm done with this stuff. And, um, that's, that's who I want people to meet because I know what he can do for their lives. And um, my, my family, um, we've been, uh, we've seen God so much. And uh, yeah, we forgot the tissues, bro. You should have known, dude. You should have known. Oh, there's a box right behind you. There we go. We're good. Um, you know, my family, we've, We've grown up in the church and we've seen God just do amazing things. And I've seen God over and over and over just put the pieces together. And I'm just like, how did he just do that? When we were at a crossroads and we didn't know what to do next, where it was the darkest moments of our lives in our family. And God just put the pieces together. And he said, I'm still going to use you. <laughs> in my mess, bro me trying to keep things together god said i'm still gonna use you just like oh man that it, again so grateful but so confused and i i can't thank him enough and that's why i've dedicated my life to 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 him and that's why i say wherever you go i'm gonna follow you god even when I'm scared, even when I I don't know what to do, even when I feel like I don't have the answers, even though I still, even to this day, feel unqualified for what he's doing, I still am going to follow him. And he said, I'm still going to use you. And that's the beauty of our God. He, he doesn't need our permission. <laughs> he's like, He's like, I don't care. I don't care what you think about yourself. I know what I've created. Mm, that's good. And I know what's inside of you. And I know where you're going. So follow me and I'll take you there. So I've I've come to a new trust with with the Lord that I think has been that's really been that's come alive now more than ever. And uh ultimately after that, after the Lord, you know, it's 
and seeing people just come to know him is is my family man my my wife amanda is the most incredible woman in the world and she's so devoted so talented in everything that she does she's the most caring woman i've ever met and uh she's my partner and and that's that's super huge and and having my boys um trying to teach them you know how how to not only love the church but how to love my wife well that's another thing that i'm just i want them to see that i want them to know what that looks like how to do both well um it was funny the other day aj or Amanda was laying on the, the couch and AJ said, don't worry, don't get up, mom. Dad is going to take us so that you can rest. Mm-hmm. And it's, the funny thing is I almost cried because I've told him, we're not, I'm going to take you to bed today mm-hmm. because we want to let mom rest. Right. And he's picking up on it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, also, serving your wife is another, you, you know, it's... Man, like that those are the things that 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 drive me, man. I, I I the Lord and I want my family and my boys to to see that we can do both well and and think thankfully I've 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 tried my best. There's there's so many so many things that I can grow in, but those are the things that I I really um that really push me to do everything that I do. I think you just answered both of those. What motivates you and why do you do it? You, oh, uh, sorry. No, that's good. There you go. That's good. Unfortunately, that brings me to the final segment oh, of man. this podcast. This four-hour podcast. <laughs> we should run this back. Bro. We need to run this I back. I am here for it, man. We need to run this back. I am here for it. I got some ideas. Let's I don't go. have any ideas. I made that up. Okay, got it. We'll come, we'll come up with something, though. It's okay. He's lying on his podcast. No big deal. <laughs> I'll repent later. My accountability part has failed miserably. <laughs> This is our let them know segment. Yeah. If there's anything you want to share with the audience, whether it be a Bible verse, word of encouragement, upcoming event, anything, whatever it is, yeah. sir, let them know. Let me tell you something. For those that are watching, you don't have to have it all together. Come on. You do not have it all together. Just period. God is not asking for you to have it all together. He's asking for your yes. He's asking for direction. If you can point your life towards me, I can do the rest. So if you are struggling, trying to figure out, man, should I even go back to church? Should I, um, should I find an accountability partner? Should I, listen, don't try to fix your life first before you get here. Don't try to fix your life before you ask somebody for help. It's okay to come broken because he is the one that can restore all things to new. So we love you. Thank you so much for having me, dude. You're the Anytime, bomb. Anytime, man. Anytime. To that, if I could, if I could do it myself, yeah. what do I need Jesus for? Come on. Done. I don't have it all together. Done. That's why they talk about hip, like Christians are being hypocrites. I know I need a savior. That's the reason why we're here. That's why I'm here, because I know I've fallen short. And unfortunately, I remember all the times that I fell short. And if I don't remember, somebody usually reminds me. Come on. Come on, man. That's why we got to, we just, we got to, 
not have short memories because we have to know where we've been. Right. But we have to not let that stop us from moving forward and just continue to grow and let, let the Lord do what he has to do. We, we, no one's going to come to this place perfect. No one's going to leave perfect, which is a beautiful thing as well. We're not trying. We're not striving for perfection. We're try, striving for direction. Right. Get you in the right direction. Point you to Jesus. Right. And let Jesus do the changing. Come on. All right? So, you don't need to have it all together, everybody. We got Jesus. We got Jesus. He did it for us. Sir, would you mind close us out in prayer before we end? I would episode? be honored, bro. Thank you. Thank um, you. Just want to say before, uh, thank you again, dude. So proud of you. This is I appreciate this it, is crazy, man. So I'm super excited it. for what the Lord has next. We're gonna continue um, to to pray for just open doors. Thank you for you and uh, whatever the Lord has next. So let's that, pray. That lines up because I've yeah. been praying for for open doors. That's it. I've been praying for. I've been praying for expanding yeah, more app- more opportunities. We believe yeah. in expand those nets, uh, those tents. So Father, wow. God, <laughs> we've been here and we've been able to talk for a while, God, and I just thank you so much for the opportunity just to come together and um, laugh, cry, get angry, <laughs> uh, but ultimately, Lord, just to spend some time with um, this brother, uh, this man of God, and and I, I I thank you that we're able to know that you you came to the table with us, <laughs> that you 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 showed up, and and I know. And I pray, actually, that that someone, anybody that is listening, that at least one person would get something out of what we talked about today, Lord. I pray uh, that uh, that we would know that the most important thing that we need is you. You are all that we need. Everything else is secondary. So, Father, I pray um, for for Eric and his and Redwood, Lord. I pray that you would expand their territory, Lord. I pray that you would expand its influence, Lord. I pray that uh, you would bring even more uh, people for the podcast, that he would have uh, just an absolute, uh, just uh, just an expansion of what he's doing here, Lord. I pray for blessing upon blessing, Lord. I pray for all the finances to get everything done, Lord. I pray uh, that you just blow his mind in this next season on. Um, on what he, you are going to do for him and through him, Lord. Um, I just thank you for him. And I pray that um, that you just bless him mightily, Lord. Thank you for his friendship for me and his accountability for me, God, and, and what that means for us, Lord. So I, I thank you so much for all that you've done today. Um, and I pray that somebody is blessed. And we ask for all these things. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. My brother, thank you for being on here today. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. We're going to have to yes. get you back. Whenever, bro. Need you get on here and preach something for him. Oh, no, no. I ain't preaching. I ain't preaching. (laughs) All right. I'll pretend like that won't happen. (laughs) Thank you, you brother. I appreciate it. Yep.